Welcome uh, to everyone to the um, Solo Voices uh, session. We are here with uh, Kalamazoo, uh, that is uh, an artist uh, from uh, Caracas uh, and uh, Venezuela. And um, first of all, uh, you can introduce uh, yourself uh, a little bit. Uh, who is uh, Kalamazoo? If I pronounce uh, correctly. Yes, you're doing it fine. Kalamazoo, just like that. Um, well, as you said, I'm a singer songwriter from Caracas, Venezuela. And um, yeah, <laughs> what else can I add? Uh, I can say something about the name Kalamazoo, which is not actually my name. You can see here at the bottom, I have Irene. That's my real name. My real name is Irene. But my uh, artistic name is Kalamazoo, which comes from a little town in Michigan in the United States. It's called exactly like that, Kalamazoo, but it's spelled differently. It's spelled with a K and all together. It's K-A-L-A-M-A-Z-O-O. And I live there. That's where I learned English. And so it was, um, I spent a year there and it was a really nice year for me. So I decided to bring that name and use it for me. But as I'm Latin American, I speak Spanish then I turned it into a, a name and a last name. And um, do, uh, in your biography, uh, you said that uh, you made a transition from a band setup to do yes. a solo career. What prompted uh, this decision? Well, originally I started as a solo, um, but then I started regrouping the band because I needed people to work with me. And then we together decided to work as a band for some time. Uh, we were going to join a festival here. So we decided it was a good idea to just become a band. But Venezuela has this situation where uh, everyone leaves the country. <laughs> so it started with my bassist leaving to Chile. And then uh, my both my guitar guitarist and my, my drummer, they had other priorities with work and family, so I decided to just go solo. And can you share any memorable gigs, uh, festival or events uh, that uh, you participated? Yes, actually, my last live show was in 2019, before COVID. <laughs> and it was amazing. Um, that was actually another of our, of our participations in this uh, festival here and it was really cool um i was actually my the basis like these bases that i was talking about who moved to chile he was already in chile by the time of this so i had another basis bassist playing with us uh whose name was eduardo and he sadly passed away a few years ago so it that memory is really important for me because of his presence and because of uh, the role he had at the moment. So it was a great, great show. We really enjoyed it. And it's been a long time since since I sang live. <laughs> I, I saw also that you made uh, some uh, vlog uh, on your um, YouTube channel. Yes. I Can you talk about that? Yeah. <laughs> I recently published three vlogs. Um, from a trip I just took to a place here called Choroni, uh, which is rear, uh, sorry, which is a, uh, how do you call it? Like a, a 
sea, a town, small town by the sea. And we went there. I met a little group. I uh, hired uh, a photographer. Just wait, give me just a second. Because I have a phone call because I'm getting a, a cable on. delivered to me. <laughs> Delivery guy with a cable. <laughs> Sorry. Because I'm right now rehearsing. So I had to take a pause. And we are having a cable being delivered to us. So uh, I was with a story about Choroni, which is a small town by the sea. And we went there to record a video for my upcoming song, which is coming in February. And I recorded everything that happened there. So that, that also acts kind of like a behind the scene video, the three vlogs. <laughs> And and always the the reply of uh, your fans, uh, the, the the people that like it, uh, that type of. Uh, personally, I like it. It uh, made uh, uh, is something uh, very interesting uh, to know or the behind the scenes. Uh, you know. Yes. Well, I have received some comments about them, positive comments. But if I if it if it were to me. As a someone who's also a fan to other people, of other people, I love watching those videos. I remember when I was a teenager and I used to love this band called um, uh, Cute is What We Aim For. <laughs> I was a huge fan of that band and I remember watching their behind the scenes video and then watching the real video. And it's really good to have that contrast. And I, as a fan, I love that. So I wanted to do something like that. Um, and a blog allows you to do it in a long form. So that was cool. <laughs> See, yes, it's funny. And um, you, while do you describe the struggles uh, you faced uh, in uh, getting your song produced uh, the, before <laughs> finding the right team? Well, that was a real struggle. I, I actually have worked already with two different producers. And the first, the first, like there were two producers and um, COVID hit, we couldn't really finish the songs. Also the songs were not really, uh, didn't have the quality that I was looking for. So I just uh, paused that, uh, that production. I sadly lost all the money I had invested. <laughs> and then I went back, went to work with another producer who lost all the data we worked with all the songs, we were almost ready with everything. And then he had a, something happened with his computer, I don't remember what, and he lost everything. Absolutely everything that we had worked with was gone. So then I had to find another person to work with. And then also, uh, adding up to that, I was struggling with money a lot. And you know, you do have to invest <laughs> to do this. So, Along the way, I had a job. I found a new job who was, that was paying good money. Then I lost that job and then spent a whole year trying to find a new one until I finally was able to find another job that could uh, help me afford all these things. And then, you know, it became just um, an exercise of patience <laughs> to wait, to save money, to talk to people who could uh, direct me to the right producer and it eventually happened. I had to have, have a lot of patience, which is really hard for me. <laughs> and what lessons uh, did you learn from uh, these challenges and how they 
shaped your approach to the your music career? Well, one of the first lessons I learned is that uh, we have a saying here in Spanish that is lo barato sale caro. <laughs> yeah. yeah, which is uh, what's cheap ends up being expensive at the end. And so I, of course, I mean, I'm not a millionaire. I don't have all the budget in the world. I wish I, I were a millionaire and be able to afford my career. But I originally tried to, you know, produce my songs with the few coins I had. And then I learned that I did have to put an effort into saving money to invest bigger amounts of money and also work my ass off to find uh, good gigs and good a good job that would pay enough for me to do that, to be able to do that. So it was a, like I did put an effort on that to be able to do it. And then also being patient. <laughs> I, I know I said it already, but that's my biggest lesson that I continue to learn every day. I think I may learn something, but they are not, I don't learn it and then I have to learn it again. I do struggle a lot with patience. So that's uh, something that I, that I do continue to learn every day. Yeah, I totally agree. At the end, is a day-to-day thing and you have to, to have the effort to, to wait for things and, uh, and go on simply. Because exactly. it's your passion, you know? Exactly. And I, I mean, not everything is under your control. So uh, there's there's a point. You, you, you are able to do certain things and then you reach a point that you have to wait for other people. And if you're not patient there, then you're going to, you're not going to survive. <laughs> it's tough. Yeah, I, I totally understand you. Uh, that happens also with uh, my project that is the European Indian Music Network. And I totally understand. Yeah. How do you balance the emotional aspects of your music <laughs> with the practicalities of being an independent uh, artist? <laughs> That's a good question because I think we musicians are super sensitive and sensible. So it's hard to go through that path of struggle and, and not cry. So I I don't think I, I manage myself. Like I... I can only say that I, ju I just only had the option to feel my emotions and cry whenever I had to cry because I was tired of waiting, cry because uh, things were not working out and then just breathe and keep going. The French uh, review of uh, Piranhas mentioned the spiritual and uh, existential quest. How this uh, theme aligned with, with your musical overall? What? Can you repeat that? Sorry. Oh, I, I would like um, to know how those did uh, team ah. align with your music uh, in, in overall. In general. Yeah, I would say I work with different people who have different perspectives. I do have, uh, uh, for example, right now I have in front of me a really good friend who's joining me on, well, uh, fun fact, I'm going to be singing this for Thursday, so we're rehearsing to that, for that. And he's one of the persons who really understand, um, you said the word, I forgot the word, sorry. <laughs> who, who understands that kind of writing, who understands that kind of emotions and, and uh, you, you know, using the metaphors and, sorry, I, I completely lost the idea, so sorry. Because uh, I have ADHD. 
And sometimes I get distracted. Para si quieres, lo puedes decir en castellano, en español, así. Um, no, it's okay. I can Ok, do ok. it in English. Uh, I, I even forget words in Spanish. So Ok. it's just, this is how I am. So sorry. Um, I'm thinking about the word. I forgot it. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I feel so ashamed right now. Uh, Pirañas, and it's a, a deep song, and not everyone understands it, but I have discovered that some people do. And one of the, those is this friend that I have in front of me, who actually pushes me to continue um, writing that way. I'm also trying to reduce my metaphors a little, because I, I want to be also more approachable. Maybe that's a word more, you know, to allow people to understand me easier. But thanks actually to that review, I know I don't really have to all the time. It, I just have to write what I feel and find the best way to explain it the best way that I can, even if it's with metaphors, and just let people see what they think, have their own opinion. Where uh, was your uh, EP recorded? And can you tell us about the collaboration with Alejandro Zavala in, uh, its, uh, in this production? Oh, actually, Alejandro Zavala worked with me on the EP, on the three songs that I'll be, well, that I already released one and I'll be releasing the next two in the coming months. Um, for Pirañas, I worked with someone else. Uh, Dev Dog, who actually I worked with them for my first song, which is El Cacique. And with Alejandro specifically, since you're asking about him, um, I knew I had to work with him because he was going to give me the tools that I needed to sing better and to sing the way that I wanted to sing. I once had a teacher who was my, my, yeah, my vocal teacher at the time, and she was trying to help me portray my emotions. And I was not really being able to do it. I, I, it was, you know, it's a, it's a tough, it's a tough task. It's not, it's not sometimes easy to uh, portray something that you're not necessarily feeling at the moment. So with Alejandro, I finally learned how to do that. And it's actually just feeling it, finding a way to feel the emotions that you need to feel. <laughs> and also using your voice and play a little bit with it. So. It was amazing to work with him. You share uh, behind the scenes anecdote or uh, interesting stories uh, related to your journey as an artist? I do. <laughs> I do. I do talk about everything that has happened to me. I use, I try to use TikTok for that. Um, I've shared uh, my struggles with productions. I've shared my struggles with money. I've shared a little bit my struggles with with my band with who were my band not i can't share everything of course because uh out of respect of other people because you know not everything's perfect you're dealing with other people people think differently and then sometimes you crash you you, you don't necessarily have to agree on everything and out of respect i don't share specific details but i do try my best to to share my experience at least from my point of view and and maybe try to, to add something, add, add lessons that people can learn from. 
What's your favorite part of the music creation process uh, from writing to recording and performing? And do you, do you have any unique rituals? I don't. I have unique rituals. I think I should get some. Um, and I can't pick a favorite part. I think my least favorite part is probably waiting. <laughs> of course. Uh, my favorite part is, of course, uh, singing in front of people. But then I have to wait for that to happen. Um, it's also fun because you get I get super nervous. But then when you're finally there and you are you have been singing already like three, three four songs, you start uh, feeling less all this nervous, nervous. <laughs> um, so that's a good part that I enjoy. I do enjoy something so specific. When I finally finished a song, because I do take time to write songs sometimes. I, I have songs that I could, could maybe finish in a month and then songs that I finished in a year. So there's no specific, um, not a specific amount of time that I use to write a song. But when that song is finally ready, that I, I feel good with what I have, that's a real special moment. <laughs> it feels good. <laughs> um, yeah. I would say those two things. How do you approach uh, songwriting? Uh, there are some specific events or experience that often serve as inspiration for your lyrics or that come? Uh... I've noticed that when I'm sad, I write more. Hmm. <laughs> and I haven't been sad in quite some time, so I haven't been writing much. And I also go like by stages. Like since right now I'm in the process of releasing music, then it's hard for me to focus on writing because I'm all the time thinking about what I'm going to do with the songs and planning and doing stuff. And it's hard for me to, to think about writing. But every now and then something comes to my mind and I try to write it down or record it and just so I can access it later and, and see what I can come up with. Uh, I wish I had some rituals and I had, I wish I had like um, more of a routine to be able to write my songs because, you know, that's part of the job. You, you do have homework. <laughs> Writing songs is basically a homework, but it's how I can do it right now. I, I work with what I have, basically. And I do have a job that I have to take care of because that's what allows me to pay all these things for all these things. And I also have some songs that need my attention right now because I have to know how, what I'm going to do to release them and, and advertise them, which is also super important as well. And so, yeah, I'm in that state right now of focusing on releasing. When I finish releasing, I'm going to go back to my notebooks. I do it by hand. I write my songs with my own hands. I don't, don't use my laptop for that. And uh, yeah. That's going to happen after April. <laughs> what are the band goals and aspirations for the future? Do you have any specific milestones or projects on the horizon? Yes. Well, I'm going to be going to Spain this year, moving there, because I'm also Spanish. <laughs> and I'm going to go there. And I plan to actually, my bassist who moved from Chile, sorry, who moved to Chile has just moved also to Spain. <laughs> so we're gonna have our special reunion there. And 
we're gonna we already talked about going and singing in some places and that's that will be my next milestone to go to Spain and find places to sing and start showing my songs uh that's the plan <laughs> now we will play your new single todos a la luz Maybe you can introduce uh, it for us and let us know what do you want to express uh, with uh, that song? Well, yes, that was just me taking away all my anger out of me because of an experience I had in the past. Actually, I wrote that song a while ago and I finished it writing, finished it writing. Uh, the day, sorry, I'm moving my chair. I finished it writing the day I was going to record it. <laughs> So doing my homework a little late, you shouldn't do that. But you know, sometimes the words, the right words, I'm super um, picky with my words. So that's why it, why it took so long. And it was with Alejandro Zavala, with my producer, that I was able to decide on those words. As with my boyfriend, uh, helped me finish writing that song. <laughs> We both uh, found the uh, inspiration in our past uh, experiences. And then we were able to, you know, to just put out those emotions, the feelings that you get when you're betrayed from or by someone you really cared. So uh, I've noticed uh, people, well, actually that, that song doesn't really have many metaphors, so it's easy to understand. And I'm glad to see that people do get it. <laughs> Irene, muchísimas gracias por estar con nosotros <laughs> in uh, European in the Music Network. And uh, now we will play your single and we hope all the best for you in the future. And, um, Thank you, gracias. Y nada, bueno, espero de oír muy pronto tu nueva música. En España. <laughs> Correcto. Y muchísimas gracias. Calamazú, todos a la luz. Gracias. Bye. Bye.